Howdy. Welcome to the Common Ground Football Podcast, episode number two. Let's roll. Welcome to the Common Ground Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brian McLaughlin and Andrew Guzman. Welcome to the Common Ground Football Podcast. I'm Brian McLaughlin. I'm Andrew Guzman. So, um, are you still a Cowboys fan? Always and forever. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> uh, I'm definitely still a Seahawks fan. So, episode number two, that means we made it through the first one. Thank you all for listening. We continue to put out content for y'all. Y'all? That must be a, a Texas thing. Yeah. Oh. You know you don't live. That's in what I hear. <laughs> you know you don't live in there. No, Texas, we live in Washington. Washington. <laughs> don't forget to wash your hands for supper. Wash your hands before supper, <laughs> y'all. So, uh, yeah, we'll uh, you know we'll go around the room and introduce ourselves again. Um, except for what, what happened to Fred? Fred forgot the coffee. He was fired immediately. Wow, yeah. that's uh, termination. <laughs> but through WorkSource, we were able to hire Steve. So hopefully, Steve works out. All right, Steve, don't forget the coffee. Producer Steve, he's a nice guy. So, um, this podcast, you hear that, Steve? <laughs> right. he's good. He's not in his head. He must get it. He gave the thumbs up. The thumbs up. All right. Well, yeah. So we had a big game on Sunday between both of our teams. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some NFL news. We're going to preview your game against the Eagles, my game against the Cardinals. Week seventeen is week here. Seventeen. Last week of the regular season. That went really quick. I swear, these the six months between like August to January, or six months, just goes by so fast. And then, and we sit around and wait for and it. And from so February much. to August <laughs> is just the slowest. It goes by and it's so boring. And hey, wait, but it's not going to be boring anymore. Correct. Because during the off season, you're going to have us to entertain you. We hope. We hope. Please, <laughs> please keep us going. Actually, we'll just keep going no matter what. But we certainly would like you know support. Well, we'll talk about that. I think we probably should just go ahead and just really get into the game. Bobby Wagner makes the tackle. Second and seven. Prescott is looking to throw. Has all kinds of time. Now throws it over the end. It's intercepted. Near side 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Seahawks. Justin Coleman picks it off on the far side and runs untouched. Yeah, he did. How about them Seahawks? Um, 21 12 was the final. Seahawks came away with a win down in Dallas. Andrew, you look super mad, super upset. <laughs> I need you to calm down your rage. But uh, chill out calm. a little bit. Yeah. Relax. Is that just just breathe? Go ahead. Rant away. <laughs> what happened? What went wrong? Nothing went wrong for my team. What went sure, wrong for your <laughs> Sure. Sure. What went wrong for the Cowboys? What happened? Uh, anything and everything. Everything went wrong. And me personally, I'm okay with losing. It's all right. But I hate losing to Seattle. It drives me crazy. It's what's the worst thing? It's almost as bad as a division loss. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot lot riding on this game for you guys though. I mean, it was win and stay in the playoffs and or playoff chase at least. And uh losing you're out. Nope, yep, Dallas is done um out. No chance at 2017 playoffs. Seattle moves on. They still need help, so and they still help. need to well, still need to win. Yeah, well, that's the key. The first but, thing they got to do is win. So Dallas started off started off exactly like I thought they were going to do. They 
just fed Zeke, fed Zeke. Um, when he'd go out, Rod Smith would come in, they'd give him the ball, and they were just marching down the field, but could not punch it in the end zone whatsoever. Had to rely on Dan Bailey way too who, much. Who also let you down a couple times. It, but that shouldn't have mattered. No. It shouldn't have mattered at all. No, the, your, your frustrations are the same ones that I have with the Seahawks all the time is having to depend on your kicker when just score some touchdowns yep. and not worry about that. And one of the things I wanted to ask you, speaking of scoring touchdowns, uh, first and goal from the three. Oh, we're going to go right there. We're going right there. How ironic <laughs> that against Seattle, <laughs> on the goal line, we don't hand the ball to Zeke, who Seattle could not stop whatsoever. I, I watch, watching that game live, and I'm going, what? Are, is Bevel over there <laughs> making the play calls for Dallas? I couldn't understand you guys. You're right there, and no handoff whatsoever. No, was I, that bad play calling? What happened? No, I get it. I understand. It, you know, it was a run pass option play. Then Dak, hit, you know, we've hit on it earlier in the season, but it just it seemed like such a terrible play call. And obviously, I mean, it did. Obviously, we um, uh, uh, or had to kick a field goal. And the, I mean, that kind of turned the tide of the game a little bit right there. But in the in the first half, I mean, it was just yeah, Seattle could not stop them whatsoever. But you just couldn't get any dang you know points on the board. And I think it was in the first half. Also, the defense was playing outstanding. I mean, the defense was giving Dallas's offense every chance to go up and you know take a bigger lead, but just couldn't do it. Um, I think it was second quarter. It was right before the half, actually, when Wilson, when he ran backwards, like 20, oh, 25 yards, and Marcus Lawrence <laughs> sacked him. I was in my head. I was thinking Dallas has this. There's no way that Seattle is going to get it going. But uh, unfortunately, Dak threw a couple of interceptions. One of them being the pick six that we heard earlier, and it just everything just kind of fell apart in the second half. Which I said last week, Dallas struggled in the second half. They seemed like they were picking it up and getting things on a roll, but. For whatever reason, just came out and laid an egg. Um, I mean, Seattle had more penalty yards than they did offensive yards, and uh, their offense was, was offensive. There, <laughs> yeah, uh, the Seahawks' offense only looked good when they had a turnover. Uh, so apparently, that's a secret. Maybe for Bevel, maybe he just he's better when a turnover happens, and he all of a sudden he like flips to a magic section in his play card. <laughs> Because that was the only time that their offense did anything. Yep, Seattle had three takeaways and had twenty-one points off of. Yeah, three all takeaways. of their points came off the takeaways. I, Otherwise, I, they didn't do anything. No, I was uh, just extremely frustrated. I literally have it written down that Dallas defense was actually good. The turnovers killed them, and then he flipped that around, and Seattle's offense was bad again. And the turnovers are the only thing that helped them win. Um, so. Dak, how did he do overall? Do you think? It seemed to me like he was. I mean, he had a lot of pressure in his face right first, away. So in we the had, first half. Yeah, we had some. There, I mean, there was some hope. Tyron Smith, he injured his knee last week uh, against. Um, I already forgot who they played before. Oakland. Yeah, Oakland. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still pissed about the Seattle. I know. Loss, so I okay. can't think. It's clearly. okay, buddy. It's okay. So Tyron Smith hurt his knee last week. Um, didn't practice at all this week, but had a chance to go, and he did play. He did start. He was there for one series, and then his knee flared up. He had to go out. Byron Bell came in. That's like going – I mean, 
Tyron Smith is all pro, one of the best tackles in the in the league. And then you go to Byron Bell, who's uh, mediocre at best. And that was basically it. Dak had Frank Clark in his face most of the game. He had um, who's who's the other who's the other defensive lineman that causes a lot of havoc? Bennett. You got uh, you got Bennett. You got Clark. You got Richardson. You got. Um, I think I want to say it was it was Bennett and Clark, and I and I know that they kept fooling Byron Bell. They Bennett and Clark kept doing a twist stunt, which you know Frank Clark will go one way right towards the tackle, and Michael Bennett will loop around him and go right for you know right for the quarterback, and they fold him every time. It having uh, Tyron Smith out just killed him. See, and I was kind of getting excited watching the game because the first first series Dallas goes out there and. Seahawks actually stop them and they got a punt and I'm like okay well that's a good start yeah. and you see some pressure and you're like all right well maybe the defense learned from last week and and things are going to be a little bit better and then every drive that came up that Dallas had the ball they're marching themselves right down the field and and I'm just going oh here we go again and then oh great they held him to a field goal it's okay but then my offense would get out there <laughs> and they were terrible the whole entire game and so no running game whatsoever. no running game whatsoever um i went back and watched the game a second time and literally wrote down every single series trying to figure out where the game plan was what bevel was thinking and shocking he wasn't really thinking anything and <laughs> i'm surprised they didn't leave him in dallas i really wish they would have left him just down there just hey hang out in texas and have a good time but uh they didn't um so overall it was zeke's first game back were you happy with it i mean yeah take the loss out of it yeah taking the loss out of it he came back he looked fresh he looked ready to go um they handed it to him i got i want to say at least uh, i think it was 20 21 times in the first half they handed him the ball and they were not stopping him whatsoever second half rolls around he had the ball three times and that's it end of the game with 97 yards and they ran. They only handed the ball three times. Three in the times half. in the second half. So, just like from the goal line, <laughs> what the hell are they doing? <laughs> I don't know. It was infuriating. But so, no, he he did look good. He looks ready to go next week against Philly. I think he'll be playing. Dak will be playing. The team wants to finish nine and seven. They don't want to finish eight and eight. Everyone says, you know, well, why play? They're out of the playoffs. Why finish strong? Why? Yeah. Why? Take a chance. It's football. You're gonna. There's chances on every single play. Every there's chances in practice. So he, he went 24 attempts, 97 yards. Um, in contrast, look at the Seahawks. My leading rusher was shocking, Russell Wilson. <laughs> um, nine attempts. Well, 29 yards. How I don't know if those were attempts or just Russell just you know running. And then Davis, who's supposed to be our, our running back, he got 15 tries and I got 25 yards. Rawls did look good though when they Rawls when they gave, put yeah. him in. Yeah, he actually I was I it was good to see him in the game. He got he got the ball five times, got 20 yards out of it. Um, I I was happy to see that because I've been I've always been a huge Rawls fan and I don't understand what they're doing with him. And to see him get out there and actually run was was good. You can tell he was running angry too. He always does. He he comes out and he gets a first down and he gets excited and. He always runs with that kind of passion, which I, I like. I don't understand what they do and why with him that he doesn't get out there more. They seem to 
love Davis. So another player of yours that has some question marks behind him. This happened to him. Prescott goes under center. He's going to throw on first down, looks right side. Ball is caught by Des Bryant. He fumbles the football. It's on the ground. It was punched out by the Seahawks, and it's recovered. It's recovered by K.J. Wright. I believe it was Byron Maxwell who slapped the ball out of the hands of Des Bryant. Bryant was on the sidelines before lamenting that he hadn't had any opportunities. He gets one, and the ball is slapped away, and the Seahawks get it back in good field position. Let's see what they can do on offense the first takeaway of the day by the Seahawks defense. They scored up, a t- Steve. <laughs> they, they, they scored a touchdown. It's no big deal. So, I mean, I'm not – I've just started getting into really watching the Cowboys more and, and – trying to understand them as we do this you might end up converting hell no um i'd sooner (laughs) die um but but um i I noticed that des gets this label and rabel kind of said it right there in the highlight about how he's on the sideline complaining that he's not getting the ball um when you read the media reports you see everything else it seems like bryant's kind of a whiny little baby um is that true you're a fan i mean you can't not like you got you know you talk to him or anything oh we text oh you do Oh, oh cool um, that is no, I can get him on the show one time. That'd be awesome. Yeah. You should. Um, maybe next year when he's no longer a cowboy. Um, so hot take. Hot take. Um, do we have a sound for that yet? Nope. I oh, need to get that. Steve, can you uh, get on that, please? We need a hot take sound. A hot take sound. Hot take. Um, I said hot take. Yeah, hot take. Not a cold take. So <laughs> no, Des. Des, what's going um, on with Des? He struggled in that game, and he said afterwards to just. It has been a tough year. He said something's been bothering him as far as, you know, focus and all that. Um, he has had, uh, well, an ongoing kind of knee issue, I guess. He's got, you know, tendonitis in his knee or something like that. He just, he just, he, he hasn't seemed all there this year. But the national, you know, headline is, oh, he's crying, he's whiny, he's distraction to the team, he's this, he's that. Just forget about all that. He's probably, if not the most passionate player on that team. He's always trying to get them going and and try to just get everybody focused. And I know he hasn't really had it, but was he hurt in twenty fifteen and twenty sixteen? Yep. Okay, so I mean, yep. he's already got more receptions this season than he did last season. Um, more yards. I mean, he's he. People want to say he's not a number one receiver. A BS. When you have him on the outside, you'll watch most games. There's, you know, obviously the corner in front of him, and then there's a safety sliding over to his side. They're going to keep him bracketed. They're going to keep him double teamed. Okay, so if he's not a number one wide receiver, why are you doing that? I've always thought of him as a, <laughs> as a good receiver. Sorry, I'm reading numbers. Um, fifth in the league in drops this season is that. Part of that's him. Part of that's just him and Dak are still working on getting that. Just I know where you're going to be. Um, this is and he and des knowing i know where the ball is going to be put they're still i mean they're struggling they're working on that that's something that romo and des was just i mean it was magical watching them you know play like that but no des is still he's still a threat he's still a very good receiver i do think that dallas needs to address the wide receiver core um i like everybody they have now we just need i think just one more you know like 
maybe not a big body guy, maybe five ten. Someone fast, someone who's you know kind of like an Antonio Brown, Paul something Rich- like Paul that. Richardson's going to be available at the end of the season. You know? that, yeah, that's an opportunity. I hear there's somebody else from Seattle who wants to come over too. Yeah, we'll talk we'll about that, that a little bit later. Yeah, yeah. we'll get into that later. That's little, interesting. Little nugget. Little nugget of information. Also, might be a hot <laughs> take. What about when this happened? Prescott out of his shotgun with Elliott beside him. Seattle rushes for the throw inside. It's up in the air. It's picked off. KJ Wright picks it off. Tipped up in the air off the hands of Desbro. Oh, shocking. And the Seahawks with the third takeaway of the game. KJ Wright, welcome back to the land of the living. And the Seahawks have the ball. First and ten. Welcome back to the land of the the living. Was KJ dead? Yeah, he was dead. Okay, shut up, Steve. Again. He was (laughs) not you, Steve. The Steve Rabel. Yeah, sorry, Steve. Um that was off of Brian's hands, so no, it, that's definitely his fault. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was no, that was I would say let's let's go sixty forty. Sixty was on deck. Side um, note, real quick before you finish that thought. Go for it. Is are you with me on this? Interceptions in the way they counter towards quarterbacks, something like that where it's off a of receiver's need to go, hands. Yes. Should it be a half? Can they do half sacks? Should can they do half recep- interceptions? I think they should. Either half or just add a stat to wide receivers. Because balls that get hit, you know, they hit them right in the hands, or you know, it's a, at least a catchable ball, and and hit their hands. That needs to be on the wide receiver. That drives me crazy about always, quarterback stats. Yeah. Anyway, it's always driven me nuts. But no, that that was a that was a bad pass. I mean, should he have caught it? Yeah, but with the way that he broke out of his route and sat in the zone, he did the right thing by kind of drifting just a little bit because Bobby Wagner was coming down right behind him and then i want to say was it shed one of the cornerbacks was was starting to come that way too so he started to drift um where he needed to be and dak threw it you know just behind him just a little bit it hit off his hands interception you know the rest was history but um yeah they just struggled he just the whole offense struggled minus zeke but it's it okay. is what it is. Okay, let, let's talk about my offense for a second. If you want to talk about offenses struggling, um, the Seahawks once again, <laughs> the Seahawks once again um, don't look good at all on offense, except for when they had the takeaways. Um, all 21 other points off the takeaways, the pick six, and then two touchdowns uh, thrown by Russell Wilson, one to Jimmy Graham, and the other to Doug Baldwin. Did you see the video of Doug Baldwin on the sidelines complaining that he's a team player, doesn't want to be an a-hole, but wants the... I, I did see that. That's, yeah. Uh, wow. Give me the ball. Give me the mm, ball. Um, like I said earlier, I went through and I watched the entire game again, took notes, wrote down and everything, and wanted to throw my notepad across the room um, because... The play calling was interesting. The execution was interesting. <laughs> Russell Wilson um, struggled for the second game in a row. And you mentioned that one play it was a loss of 22 yards where he ran backwards. He did his little twirly D and he just, I don't know what he was doing, but he ran straight he backwards. Straight backwards, like he forgot which goal line he's supposed to be running towards and took a sack instead of throwing the ball away, which is one of my biggest Russell Wilson complaints. I get it that he can make amazing plays happen. So you gotta throw but away you the get, ball. Though. You, he gets one of those a game and he he thinks that every single play that he scrambles outside the pocket 
he's going to be able to make one of those magical plays. And that's not how it works. It's not how any of this works. <laughs> so uh, he, he struggled in that a couple of times. Your defense got back there and put some pressure and got him down on the ground a couple of times. So um, I, I wasn't thoroughly impressed with their offensive performance, except for when, you know, good things happened. I think this is Russell one of from the shotgun. Davis, a single setback. Dallas is going to rush four. Russell looks going to throw near side. Touchdown. Seahawks to Jimmy Graham. Oh, we have a Jimmy Graham just sighting. Snap throw. No high throw. No alley-oop. Just Jimmy into the end zone. Turn around. And Russell drills it for six. And the Seahawks are an extra point away from taking the lead. Russell put his Jimmy on. AT&T Stadium. I was so frustrated. So they score that touchdown. You finally get Jimmy Graham. Tenth touchdown of the season. Yay for him. And then... I'm like, cool. We're going to go into the half. We got a lead and we're going to get the ball. This is going to be great. And what did we do? We just let the Cowboys march right down the field. Luckily, they sucked and they got a field March goal. right down the field and kicked a field goal. Well, hooray. Yeah, but you got points. And at that point, you took the lead again. So who knows? And the way the offense has been playing for the Seahawks, that's halftime. You don't know. You had the lead. Anything could have happened. But instead, Russell takes the shotgun snap. Looks, goes, throws over the top. Man is there. It's Baldwin. Touchdown, Seahawks. Again, another beautiful alley-oop pass over the top. And Doug Baldwin is standing all by himself in the backside of the end zone. And the Seahawks stretch their lead to 20-12 to from six yards out. I'm really just liking to rub this in your face. So I apologize. <laughs> All right. I really don't. Schedule came out. Uh, Dallas will be in Seattle next year. That's going to be fun. So uh, that's going to rub it in time. your face. <laughs> wow. Uh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> um, that should be a fun game. So um, I actually thought the Legion of Backups wasn't terrible. They played well. They did play well. With Shed back there, you had some more depth. And, um, you know, Lane on special teams stepped up and actually – did really really well mm-hmm. i was impressed with that and um overall a win's a win we're still alive that that in the end yeah that's, that's all that matters that's, seattle got the win yep. dallas got the, you know they lost out of the playoffs seattle move on they still need help but um even if and from my perspective even if seattle did get into the playoffs which is uh, it's pretty low but even if they did i don't know how far they'd go no, i don't i don't see them they, we'll talk about that a little bit later but i don't see them Say they win, Carolina wins, Seahawks get that sixth seed. Sixth seed. They would then it's my first I think time they talking would go everybody. to L.A., right? They all, depending on how all the other games shape up, you have a chance for them to either go to L.A., go to New Orleans, or go to Minnesota. I don't like any of those. L, L, and L. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's just – I mean, anything could happen, but I mean, you think about all those – and it's scary because even though the Seahawks won down in L.A. earlier this season, it wasn't one of those wins that L.A. had up in Seattle where they just destroyed them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I'm not. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. So uh, one of the other things that happened in this game after it was over that was interesting and made the news right away before the Seahawks could even really enjoy the win, video popped up on that their Twitter box of Earl Thomas running to the locker room, the Cowboys locker room. He chased down uh, Garrett. Well, he was, according to Earl, he was going to talk to Earl. He was going to talk to Dez because they're friends. Yeah. And um, Garrett happened to be there, 
And so he talked to Jason Garrett a little bit and the cameras and everyone standing there caught him saying, come get me, come get me. And so the whole social media world and the Seahawks nation, we're allowed to say that because we're just Seahawks nation. No, we're not allowed to say that. No. Okay. So the whole, all of all, you know, everyone freaked out in Seattle. Earl came back and said, don't most Seattle fans want to get rid of him anyway. Too Earl? hurt. Too hurt. No. A little bit old. I want Earl to stay here until he is 38 years old, and then you guys can have him. I miss. Well, that worked for uh, Darrell, or not Darrell Revis, but um, oh, what's his, Ed Reed. Yep. So uh, uh, I, Earl, Earl cleaned it up. He, I mean, he came out and said, hey, I, I didn't, I didn't, well, he freaked out. He couldn't believe the fans were like all upset. And he came back and cleared it up and said, well, I've always been a Cowboys fan. I would like to play here someday when the Seahawks kick me to the curb when or if or is it when would, would you I don't know would you would you like to have Earl down there in Jerry world um I would why wouldn't you want to have a, a, a veteran leader back there chances are this coming year or this offseason uh, Orlando Skandrick might be gone um starting cornerback for Dallas he's the veteran leader in the secondary you know, if he's gone, you might need to bring in somebody to you know help all these young guys out. Well, unfortunately, you're not going to get him this year. Again, you get him when he's 38. That's how that's going to work. <laughs> it's going to be a 38 year old safety. I know. I I do like Earl here, Thomas. Here you go, he's, have Earl. He's hey, the best in the league in his position. I'm sorry, he really is. He's such a just perfect outfielder, is what he is. Yes, balls in the air. He's gonna he'll just running for it. I think that he's. I miss his dreads. <laughs> I see. That's God. That's wild. He he's still upset because, and I don't blame him. The Seahawks signed Cam to an extension this season. He may and not play again, according, though. And a, yeah, and according to you know all the sources and everything else, they haven't even really talked to Earl about an extension. And I got to believe that even Seahawks looking at all their cap troubles and everything else, that Earl's gonna he's at least gonna get offered a pretty penny, and then that's gonna be up to him on whether to accept it or not. Um, extension wise so i know that they want him there as a fan i can say i certainly want him there um his drama like that comment it doesn't bug me as much as some of sherman's drama and you know all the other locker room stuff that's happening i he's he's always he's from there he's all cowboys are he went to texas yeah i mean that's who it's like me if i was going to be a professional baseball player Never going to happen in my life. But let's say I was. I think you got a shot. Oh, thanks. I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> my son, maybe. Um, it's like I would, being from Washington State, I would love to play for the Mariners. That would be fantastic. So it's, it's just a local thing. It doesn't bug me. It And once he came out and cleared it up, and Carol cleared it up, and there, everyone seems to be fine. So um, real quick. Before I move on to NFL news of the week, right off the top of your head, Dallas is out of the playoffs. Now you got to look forward to next season. Biggest needs for your team to make an impact in 2018. Go. It's got to be a swing tackle. When Tyron Smith is out or Lyle, you know, Lyle Collins is, he's, this is his first year's right, you know, right tackle. He's doing well. But if any of those tackles go out, you got to have a swing tackle. It everything just falls apart when one of them is or it just, when, when is Tyron isn't there. Right. Is it just more depth in general that they 
are going to need. Yeah, because the next group of guys that you know they're, they can fill in, but just not not as well as as you know Smith plays, and it just sucks when he's gone. And unfortunately, he's got he's dealing with back issues, he's dealing with knee issues. You know, he's only but he's only twenty seven. But he came into the league when he was twenty. But um, I would say swing swing tackle, probably. I'd say linebacker, uh, not yeah, linebacker. Going to need a linebacker, just because as much as I love Sean Lee, when he's out, everything has, for the defense falls apart. Right. So you got to have got to have at least another linebacker, at least another swing tackle. Well, we know you got your quarterback, you got your running back. I, I expect big things again from you guys next year. I think I, I don't I don't see any reason not to. I mean, you, I mean, as long as you guys have a good draft, you have a good free agent, and option. they've had great drafts yeah. the past two years. I mean, past two years have produced starters all over the field. And they're only getting better, especially these these secondary guys that are, um, you know, all rookies this year. I think the whole thing was Zeke. You know, they want to say it wasn't a distraction, and what doesn't want to say that it was this or that. I think it. I mean, it kind of derailed a lot of stuff. Well, I mean, he's he's yeah. so effective, and he changes that entire offense when he's on the field. And you know, it's just a, you know, lost year. You know, well, I mean, stuff it's, happens. It's 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 just like Russell and Marshawn. They complimented each other. Russell it Wilson was, was great. I mean, he was fantastic when Lynch was right there behind him. Right. And and even though Russell is still good, there's moments where you can look back and go, okay, well, that duo was what made them so good. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing for the Cowboys. You guys need your duo back there the whole season. So, you know, maybe – Zeke can you know work out all off season and not do anything stupid. <laughs> I no, I he's. I think he'll be perfectly fine. <laughs> I, think, I, I have no so worries about him at all. But as far as the suspension, that's done and over with. Yep. It's finally behind him. Um, he even though he missed six games, he still has a chance to crack a thousand yards. How many yards away is he? So Zeke's at eight eighty right now. So he's got one hundred and twenty yards left. Against Philly at the Eagles, we're at and Philly Eagles. I mean, it, that could happen. Yeah, I mean, you were only ninety-seven yards, so it's not like I mean that could happen. So that's easy, crack a thousand yards, miss six games. That's I, pretty I'd good. I'd say that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I mean, he is a he's a very good running back. Yes, and like I said earlier, the team wants to finish strong. They want to finish. They don't want to finish eight and eight. Finish on a win. Finish nine and seven. Beat Philly. Why not? Who wants? I mean, well, they're they're going to be resting people, but who cares? Yeah. Anything else you want to add about the game? I think you just want to move past it, right? I'm ready, ready to, to move on. Move on from it. Um, well, onward and upward um, <laughs> to infinity and beyond. Ah, nice. Let's go. <laughs> Something cheesy about where we're going. There aren't we, <laughs> there are no roads. Something about roads. That. Roads where we're going. We don't need roads. Let's move on to the uh, Marty. <laughs> let's move on to the biggest NFL stories that uh, we found interesting this week. Steve, you got some good stories for us this week? Steve, you're still not talking? Oh, oh he sent it to you. You have the, oh, you have the printout. Oh, he sent it to me? I do have a printout here. Ex- excellent. Uh, so first things first, and because it pertains a little bit to your team, Black Monday. And yours. Well, yeah. Hopefully mine, at least on uh, some level. I don't necessarily want to see my head coach go anywhere, but, um, you know, there's that coordinator I love oh so much. Uh, but yeah, Black Monday is around the corner, my friends. Uh, this Monday, New Year's Day, uh, we could see some coaching changes happen in the NFL. We always do, um, according to the NFL themselves and their writers, expected to make the changes. 
Colts, Bengals, Bears. Makes sense to me. Yeah, and Bengals, we do know for sure. Um, he well, came yeah. out and said he's done after he's this done. season. Yep. Um, and that's huge. I actually can't. No, Marvin Lewis. Marvin Lewis. Sorry. I can't believe that Chuck Pagano is actually still coaching the Colts. I know. <laughs> Andrew Luck himself hasn't lived up to the potential that I think that he's. That's the team around him, but though. it's Yeah. The so offensive line is awful. Worse than Seattle's. And uh, John Fox is going to be out at Chicago. Bummer. Da Bears. Da Bears. Is there anybody on that list that surprises you? Um, well, the Titans is more likely than not, they say, that uh, Mike Malarkey. That's a funny name. Um, he's probably gone, but they had, I mean, they were almost a playoff team. So And they made it the playoffs last year. Yeah, so that's kind of shocking. And then another name that's kind of popped up, Seahawks playing this week, is Arizona Cardinals. Arians. Arians. Yeah. I like Arians. He's a unique coach. Um, Cleveland Browns is under the anyone's guest category, <laughs> mainly because nobody knows. How many top 10 <laughs> talents do they have on that team, and will they have on that team after this year's draft? <laughs> and still just couldn't muster a win, just one. <laughs> you know the last time they won the playoffs, who the head coach was? No. Bill Belichick. Bill? Yeah, this is uh, it's a great day. We're on the, that guy? Yes. Ah. It was the last time Cleveland had a playoff win and Cle- was in the playoffs is when Bill Belichick was there. Cleveland's just a really bad team, and I just don't expect them to do anything anytime soon. So, again. Any- another nugget. You want to know who the last Ooh, player? nugget? Who was the quarterback to be on that team the last time they won? Um yeah johnny manziel was the last time they did what that was the last time cleveland won they had johnny manziel in the quarterback <laughs> jesus johnny football johnny football isn't he gonna go play in canada canada has a football league or somewhere i don't know um detroit lions jim caldwell gone gone um at least in my head i, I think he's gone so some interesting ones and these are probably these are long shots but they're just because of the the way that seasons ended Denver Broncos. Um, God, I don't know what happened to them this year. Yeah, so they're five and ten right now. And out out of all of our losses, and I'm speaking from Dallas, Denver one just boggles my mind because we got our butts kicked. I mean, it wasn't even a game. Zeke had eight yards rushing. Since that game, Denver has just fallen apart. It's and I don't understand how they looked so good against Dallas. And maybe that was just was their, their day. Who was their quarterback against Dallas? Uh, it was uh, Trevor Simeon. They did play Simeon? Yep. And he lit Dallas a secondary. Yeah, see, up. I don't think that's the problem with Denver is they just, again, franchise quarterback. Who's well, it? which one? Who, is it well, that's what I mean. Is it Simeon? Is it um, who they – I mean, they're looking at was possibly it? one in this coming draft. Yeah, I just – they don't they don't know who that guy is. Um, and Oakland Raiders, Jack Del Rio, they were – if you look at any poll that's been done so far, most disappointing team in the NFL for this season, Oakland wins that poll every time. And I mean, Dallas, Oakland, that could have been a Super Bowl. I mean, that's what people were thinking. Yep. And Carr struggled, and just the Raiders in general struggled. And Marshawn, then, uh, Marshawn didn't even look like Marshawn until the most recently. Last couple weeks. Well, until they started giving him the ball. Yeah. We but are. also, uh, Cooper, was, he's been hurt this year, too. Yeah. I mean, he's a big weapon. So they're long shots, but they're on the list, according to uh, Greg Rosenthal for the NFL. Um, X Factors, these are some interesting ones. So, um, and I heard that yesterday, I heard that in Houston for the Texans, that they've decided they're either going to fire Bill O'Brien, their head coach, or 
the general manager. One of them has to go. So I I look at that and I'm like, well, if you bring in a new GM, they're going to want to bring in their coach. Yep. Houston's problems, I don't blame that on Bill O'Brien. They lost to Sean Watson. And he looked, and he looked he really looked good. Awesome. So And that, I mean, back to the overall NFL this year is, you know, injuries, injuries are nuts. But no, Deshaun Watson did look really good. And they, I mean, they were, they were on a tear. But um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it does fall on Bill O'Brien then. And then let's, our two teams, Dallas Cowboys, got a lot of people out there screaming for Garrett's head. As usual, every year. Every year. Uh, Jerry has said that he's safe, correct? Yep correct correct uh we'll talk a little bit about the next next story about another coaching change you would probably like to see happen yeah no garrett as far as garrett he no he won't go anywhere he's not going anywhere nope so and then the seahawks it's been interesting after the loss to the rams all of a sudden pete's name came up as in maybe it's time for a change are the players listening And and i have some interesting thoughts on pete carroll and his culture and whether the team believes in him and his message and is it worn out on the players that have been there the whole time? You know, that type of stuff. Well, the other thing that I've heard is, you know, he's 66. He's the oldest head coach. So he's, he's getting up there in age. Chances are the Legion of boom is just going to be disbanded a little bit. I mean, some of that was stoked by Earl Thomas and, you know, running up to the Cowboys locker room, but you know, players are getting older. Yep. You know, they, they might not have that. You know, I that core group anymore. I don't think that I, I give it a point one percent chance that Carroll goes anywhere. John, I, no, I agree. John Schneider loves him. Paul Allen, the owner, loves him. Pete, even at sixty six, has the energy and love for football of a thirteen year old. So he bounces up and down that sideline pretty good still with us and chews that gum really well. Oh, yeah. We've talked those, about that uh, before with those um, New Balances. With his, <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see him in those Skecher shoes, his old man shoes. <laughs> So, yeah. So, as always, Black Monday is an interesting thing, and we know that a name that we're not, we haven't talked about, somebody will pop up out of nowhere, and we'll go, they fired who? Yeah. And so, I guess we'll wait around, and next week we'll talk about who got let go, maybe, if we feel like it. Okay, sticking with NFL.com, because that's a cool website. You ever been there? Yeah, I have, actually. It's kind of, they got some cool articles and some stats. Are they part of the NFL? I think they're officially part of the NFL. Sweet. Yeah. So just want to make sure we're getting our news from a trustworthy we, source. We definitely want a trustworthy source. We don't want to be out there with bad sources. Um, so an interesting article came out about quarterbacks that could use a new coach. And you first read it and you're like, you, even you, when I mentioned it to you, you were freaked out a little bit. You're like, whoa, whoa wait, head coaches, what, what are they talking about? And it's, it's actually digging deeper than that. Quarterbacks that are in a certain offensive system that might benefit from going to a new offensive system and i liked it because both of our teams are, are listed in they're listed but and we both agree that they're in that situation let's start with you you have yourselves an interest in offensive situation especially there in after the last few few games first and goal really from the three <laughs> so you're so you're your offensive coordinator you you think Making a change there at that position would be a good thing for Dak and the offense. No, actually, I think just one more year with Scott Linehan just to see where they go. I mean, this is only Dak's second year, so Linehan's only had him for two years. 
typically that third year is when things start to take off. He did that with Matt Stafford in, in Detroit. Um, I think just just one more year. I, I'd be a little worried just because Zeke's so young. and I mean, well, r- running back is fairly easy. You know, take the ball, run. For quarterbacks, it's a little bit more complex. I would say give Linehan one more year, and then we'll see how it goes. Um, and a little fun fact, Scott Linehan's actually from Sunnyside. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah, he was born in Sunnyside. A local boy. But anywho, um, no, I don't agree with a lot of the, the thought out there of getting rid of Scott Linehan yet. Um, next year, if it's not looking good, then yeah, that'll that'll be it. And then that'll be... I think what five years with Dallas, so be time to move on from then. Well, I guess we'll time will tell. And I will well. say, pending Sunday's game against Philly, if the offense looks absolutely terrible and you know the play calling is definitely questionable, I might change my mind, but we'll see. Well, and I think Tony didn't Tony say Tony Romo on a, on a broadcast didn't he say that Garrett actually isn't very involved in the X's and O's? That's on Linehan. Yeah. So Garrett used to be. So you can't you can't call for Garrett's head then if they they have a bad game in Philly it's that's got to land on their offensive coordinator mm-hmm. and going back to you know when we're talking about Des Bryant he voiced some frustration with the system and the play calling not so much you know I mad I don't get the ball or anything like that just there's been some talk that a lot of opposing teams have said they're pretty predictable with what they're going to do and that's a big part of it I think that's could be part of why the offense struggles at times because you know because the defense knows what they're doing and players are hearing it and so that changes things a little bit and that's what's been to me like so crazy about us doing this podcast so far i hate the cowboys so much (laughs) but they are the same team as the seahawks in so many ways what you just said about teams knowing what they're gonna do that's the same problem that the seahawks have their offense is extremely predictable and granted i i'm sorry and i will say you know what they're going to do on first down in dallas they're going to run the ball with zeke it's still this just shows how good of a running back and how good the line is he'll still get five or six yards you know a pop but going back to what uh, you were saying just, as well, far as being similar it's just and it's not just in that way there's just so many other ways your quarterback his style of play there's just so many similarities between them and it's just i didn't really realize them until we started doing this and then you start digging deeper and i'm like well holy crap i still hate them but this is crazy how the current state of the teams Mm -hmm. they're the same um so going back to the article i I was reading through it and i'm like oh there's Dak's name and then the very last part of it in the same sentence they mention aaron Rodgers and russell wilson and i love that they brought up russell because we all know i am not a daryl bevel fan and i would love to see russell in a different offensive system or just a fresh mind in there to maybe see if they could figure out something different because yes bevel was there when we won the super bowl bevel was there when we went to the super bowl the very next year yeah he's there for both of those and there's still nobody knows if it was carol that said nope throw the ball here on the one yard line or if that was a bevel call nobody knows they've never come out and said that it was an rpo or anything run pass option no it was called from the sideline but they won't say who they wanted to run. The, they wanted to run time off the clock, so they didn't want to give. This is a sore subject. I don't even want to. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I'm um, starting to get sweaty. Uh, yeah, I'm freaking out a little bit. I'm starting to have flashbacks. So, uh, yeah. So I, I'm. I'm all for. I actually would like to see new coordinators on both sides of the ball in Seattle. That has nothing to do with Russell on the defensive side, but I would like to see a change there. Bevel never seems to have a game plan 
always seems to be just making stuff up as he goes. I'm sure he doesn't, but what I see when I watch, it's what it looks like. And this is the NFL. This is not backyard football. That offense doesn't work. Or Madden. Or Madden. It just doesn't. You can't You can't just chuck it up. And that's where the predictability comes in. If the defense sees that the ball wasn't handed off, they know that Russell's going to chuck it nine times out of ten. Is that a is that a proper term? Chuck, chuck it. it? In the Russell Wilson bevel offense? Yes. Chuck it. So, yeah. So I'd like to see a new coach there. And the other, Aaron Rodgers being mentioned at the same time, he's had the same offensive system his entire starting career he could probably benefit from that as well although he's just good though he is good i think it he can do well in any system well he might have an opportunity for that yeah, that's true yeah he might have yeah so um is is he gonna be released i think that the packers will find a way <laughs> that the the ir rule is fudged by every team all the time it just this is a big name and of course it's out there but it would be really funny <laughs> to how can have to be released be? oops oops we messed up we have to let you go <laughs> so let's let's brainstorm if he was to be let go who do you think would claim him well i, I would love him as a backup in seattle <laughs> so, so who do you think would claim him but where do you think besides green bay he could be very good at anywhere anywhere i don't i think you could plant him i mean he has to have cleveland he has to have well again anyone's guess <laughs> You have to put receivers in there. But Cleveland's got talent. They just don't use it correctly. Josh Gordon's back. Yeah. So that would definitely give him a different offensive look because he'd be with a new team. What about Aaron Rodgers in Cincinnati? Bengals. New head coach, possibly new quarterback. Yeah, I'm tired of Andy Dalton, mainly because of my fantasy team. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, he could, again, if there's talent there, if you've got receivers for him to throw to, he's Aaron Rodgers. I think he's that good. You don't agree? No, I agree. He's a good quarterback. Steve, what do you think? Nothing? Still. Shocking. Steve likes uh, soccer. Well, uh, again, it'll be an interesting offseason when it comes to uh, coaches. Not just head coaches, but coordinators and all that. All right, and our final story for this week is an interesting one that isn't like giant news, but it's just... Very interesting. It's Yeah, it's just intriguing, if you will, especially for an NFC West fan like myself. And, I mean, NFC. NFC in know, general. That's, yeah, so... and. We're talking about uh, Jimmy Graps. Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo. Garo Polo. Garo Polo. Jimmy Graps. Six San- and O. Six and O. As a starter. And all of a sudden, San Francisco is good. Good. <laughs> and we're like, what? I mean, they just beat Jacksonville. Yeah. My Seahawks couldn't do that. Who is arguably one of the best teams in the AFC. I mean, they're I mean, they're gonna be the the, the third seed behind uh, new england and pittsburgh so he but they jacksonville has been very jacksonville's good this year. defense and they have has the, been one amazing the best defense and jimmy grappolo put up what 35 on them 30 he 30 was 21 for 30 242 two touchdowns i just look at the numbers and i'm just i'm going and who's their wide receivers yikes i have no idea i know they have um <laughs> sorry they, dennis they ha- i have no idea do they have brent Selleck as their tight end who and <laughs> carlos hides their running back but I mean, they really don't have a whole lot of, you know, offensive weapons. But San Francisco, what they start one and six or one and seven or something like that. They have a tight end named George Kittle. George Kittle. Who the heck is that? Get to know him because I'm sure Garoppolo will make him a star. <laughs> a star. Well, I just find it interesting because San Francisco was that was a fun rivalry for my division. It was, and those were fun games to watch. Uh, and and then all of a sudden, you know, 
Harbaugh's run out of town, Kaepernick run out of town, and they just, they're awful. And by just adding one piece, I mean, they've added a bunch of stuff, but a team looked like they were falling apart. All of a sudden, they make a trade that no one saw coming. Yep. Get Jimmy Graps in there, and that's what I'm going to call him forever. It's Jimmy Graps. They bring him in, and he's lit it up. And now I'm kind of like, crap. <laughs> I you thought have I, a very, I thought, you, I thought you, I, yeah. you might possibly have a very competitive division. We next thought year. we only had the Rams to deal with because Arizona is, bleh. but all of a sudden, if if he continues this in the next season, look out. And Seattle hasn't played San Francisco with Jimmy Garoppolo, right? No, because he was on the bench, and it was it, during the time when everyone's like, "Why isn't he starting?" So we have not seen him yet. I'm excited for San Francisco. Always fun if the rest of your division sucks because you very easily can win it, but. It's more fun when that those games mean more. You play these guys twice a season. Yeah. So for them to actually be competitive, that'll be fun. It just it scares me a little bit. And it's just one other team. The NFC, think about how crowded the NFC is with good teams right now. Mm-hmm. And that's just one more that you can add to the mix of, for next season, teams that'll for six spots that everyone's going after. And, you know it's also good for you know for just the nfl in general everyone loves it when uh 49ers and cowboys are both good yep and they both mean something just the same way that once dallas started you know last year 13 and 3 and oakland being really good everyone loved it when you know those two teams are doing well right when's cleveland gonna do well (laughs) 20 2020 okay here's a bold prediction for next season Ooh, this is gonna be a hot take people cleveland will win one game next year at least They still have a shot to win one this season. They got uh, one it, left, but it's not. They, they it's won't. Not gonna happen. Who do they play? I don't even know. An, uh, an AFC North team. It doesn't. Well, and it doesn't matter. I mean, that's that's really what it comes Cleveland down to. Cleveland coming at you with the first pick in the draft. It doesn't matter. So that's our NFL news for the week. Really quick before we move uh, on. Uh oh. Before we move on, right on the spot. I like to do this to. I like to do this to him. It's okay. Fun. Right on the spot. Hit me. MVP. Who's it going to be? Todd Gurley. Ooh, you say Todd Gurley. I still think. The NFL, they don't have a love fest with him, but he's, you know, impervious to all. Gurley will win MVP. Tom Brady. Uh, Brady will win Super Bowl MVP. You just made me throw up <laughs> my mouth a little bit. Why does it have to be Brady in the Super Bowl? Can't there be, can't Pittsburgh go? Can't Jacksonville go? Why does it have to be New England? Gross. It's like the sun rising. No, it's gross. New England's always no, in the freaking Super Bowl. It's icky. I don't like it. And until Brady is gone and Belichick is gone, that team will always be there. Oh, God. Uh, I'm not going to, I, I, I would love to see Gurley win it. It's unfortunately it's it's going to be Brady, and we'll all have to just deal with it. Well, I, hope, I mean, I hope it's Gurley. Zeke should have won it last year. I but, agree, but Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan won. Well, he had a really good year. So, <laughs> Zeke Elliott was a rookie. He's and a put cowboy. Up over sixteen hundred yards. Yeah, he's a cowboy. You know, Gurley's only got thirteen hundred yards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I wouldn't like to see Gurley get it. I'm saying I think. That Brady will get it, but if he doesn't, if Gurley doesn't win MVP, then he'll definitely be winning um, Offensive Player of the Year. True, true. Let's move on. All right, Week Seventeen is here. One more game left in the regular season. One more game left in your season overall. Sorry, it's uh, okay. It's okay, man. I'll survive. <laughs> uh, you guys are the Cowboys are in philadelphia playing the eagles this week filthy delphia filthy delphia i have a feeling that you aren't a big eagles fan really no i don't know why it's like me and the rams right i guess weird 
So how's that game going to go? Good. Excellent by you. Uh, you got, I mean, the big story, in, once your team is out of the playoffs. Yeah, once, once, well, once I guess the, when they're in the playoffs too, it's, do you rest anybody? Yeah. No, I don't, I don't see Dallas resting anybody. They're going to want to finish the year strong, like I said earlier, finish nine and seven on a positive note. Um, I just, you know, hope that uh, everyone plays good. It might be a little tough though. Tyron Smith, he'll be out. Orlando Skandrick, he'll be out. Both of them are on IR and, you know, we could have possibly seen the last of Orlando Skandrick. Um, David Irving, he's still out, unfortunately. as a big as a big help to that defensive line. But no, I think Dallas will come out and much like last week, feed Zeke the ball. Philly's gonna have a hard time stopping him. I just hope that in the second half they continue to give him the ball and not get away from their game plan. Philly is beatable. Seattle beat him. I mean it's not they're, and I, they're a really good team, even with Foles as their quarterback. But again, as we talk about cowboys and seahawks being very similar in their their team you guys i think you guys can go up there and very easily beat them yeah and i think and philly they might be resting some people but nick Foles needs to play i mean once carson Wentz did went down you know Foles had to come in but he needs to play that way he's got that and if they win but at least even if he plays he's got that momentum going into the playoffs and you know i, I momentum is everything i agree um Anything else that's important to that game? Not a whole lot left. I mean, unfortunately, Dallas, is a, you know, they got nothing to live for or nothing to die for, I guess. I think but, I, I'd like to see, we talked about it earlier, I'd, I'd like to see Zeke get 1,000 yards. Be cool. I think that... that like, that's doable, like, 120 yeah. yards. Like you said, to miss six games and still get over 1,000, that'd be sweet. Something to hang your hat on. Yeah, and, and, he, and he said earlier this week, he said, look, I've missed six games... I am I'm hungry to play. Yep. I don't. It doesn't matter that this game is meaningless. I want to play football. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And he's got fresh legs, and he he should be able to do that. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. All right, Brian. Moving on to your game. Seattle is traveling. Are they traveling? Or are they home? They are at home. They are at home. Finale at CenturyLink. They are playing Arizona. Arizona. Season finale. Arizona so what you, Cardinals. What do you think about that game? They need to win this game, and they absolutely. do need some help to get into the playoffs. So Seattle needs to beat arizona and they need carolina to beat atlanta hotlanta hotlanta it's difficult i am a big cam newton hater i'm sorry if for any of those out there that like him shocking shocking i don't think i've ever met a seahawks fan who are you saying that you like cam, cam newton? newton i don't mind him get but... your get the hell out of here <laughs> i i don't mind uh, him he's a decent ugh. quarterback he had a great rookie year his skills are decent his attitude is stupid <laughs> i think he is a cocky a-hole and i would like him to go away but this week i love him and i hope that he kicks atlanta's butt <laughs> i really do it is doable but it anyways doable. moving on to it, yeah game. moving on to my game because you know what if we don't win it doesn't matter what happens in that game so um the interesting part they rescheduled the game so all of them are being played at the same time so there can't oh. be any competitive uh, advantage or or anything like that. So there might be some scoreboard watching, but everything's going to play at 125 Pacific time. So that'll be fun. Arians came out and said him and his team believe that CenturyLink is their home field. That's interesting. And I think that uh, the, the Seahawks, they're not going to want to get embarrassed at CenturyLink. Again. Again. So, and they need to kind of... No one's scared to come up and play there anymore. Okay. Did that all start in 2014 with Dallas, you think? Of them not being scared to come up there anymore? Come up there and play and beat them? It could have. Cause I, that, I think I remember saying something about that when that happened. Like, look, nobody's scared anymore. They just showed how you can come up here and beat them. 
I mean, it's not the the fans bring it every game. I will never say it's the fans' fault. It's loud in there, but it's not. Teams don't come up there and get intimidated right away by just the Seahawks in general. The fans are loud. That's intimidating, but it's not the same home field advantage that it was even last year, year before that. It's just not the same, but they need to regain that. They need to protect home field and make it a place to be feared. They're not going to play there in the playoffs if they get in. So let's end this season on a good note there and you know, and get the win. Part of it this year, though, as far as playing at home, I think was just not having a fully healthy defense. Yeah, that's a huge part of it. It's just something about, well, there's the team in general. They're just not scared to play there. So, And I liked it when they were. I really did. So kudos to your team for ruining it, jerk. Um, <laughs> Russell's got to have a great game. Russell's got to turn things around. He's been terrible the last two games. He needs to be the Russell Wilson we're used to and know he can be and be dominant. He is It's like over 80% of their offense this season is russell wilson he needs to show that arizona themselves is actually really good about uh, defending the run Mm -hmm. so there's not going to be a lot of running it's again going to come down to russell wilson's arm again and so unless unless seattle decides to be smart and start playing rolls and running the ball knowing the way that they've been planning they won't <laughs> but but and they've said a lot this week we really liked how rawls was yep. ready and how he ran so if bevel puts together a decent game plan if he knows what that is bevel call me i can tell you what a game plan what the definition is i don't have a game plan for you i'm not that smart but i can tell you what you're supposed to do and that's hot take hot take um if they have the right game plan they come out and score i'm getting tired of not seeing points scored in the first quarter and you just need to come out and be dominant right away kind of like the rams did to them (laughs) just go and not worry about what's happening in the other game you're pretty healthy all the way around there's not there's a couple injuries out there but your team is what it is right now with the players wagner looked better so i'm what they have right now is what they're going to have going forward no one no one's going to be coming back yeah uh i believe arizona is also really good rushing the quarterback so it'll be interesting to see how many times russell russell is on his back um if he can maybe learn from the dallas game and maybe not run backwards 20 yards and instead throw the ball away that'd be great so we'll see what he does i i expect them to win i just again don't feel like they can they want to be embarrassed twice in a row nobody wants to be embarrassed at home no nobody so i guess we'll uh we'll see what happens crossing my fingers all right, coming down towards the end of episode two. I think this one went better than the first one. Yeah. And the next one will be better than we'll this be one. will be better than that one. And then we'll just keep getting better and better. I'm excited. Woo! Woo! Wow, that was loud. Um, as usual, we need your help. So please, if you like what you're hearing. Actually, if you don't like it, I don't care. It doesn't matter if you, doesn't like, it matter if you like it or not. Please like our Facebook page, which is www.facebook.com slash common ground football podcast and then go to our website common ground football podcast.com that's where you can for now find our episodes find our episodes you can subscribe there via email which just sends every time we post a new episode it'll send you an email that says hey they posted a new episode we will continue to post them to social media every time we do it um, once we're about five episodes in we'll be on itunes but until then subscribe via email so you get a little alert but please go there listen to them download them don't just listen to five minutes and say, yay, I did it. No, please listen to the whole thing. Put up with us for 45 minutes 
an hour, whatever it's going to be. Just, even if you press play and put it on yeah, mute, just it's let still it play. one play. Yeah, let it play. And just walk away. That's fine. <laughs> we don't care. Set it and forget <laughs> it. Set it and forget it. But we really would appreciate the support. And for those of you that have supported us so far, we sincerely thank you. We'll, we'll, Gracias. Mom, thank you. Mom, thank you. <laughs> As a reminder, you can find us on Twitter. We're at Common Ground FBP. Andrew, you're on Twitter. Where are you at? Andrew Guzman, CGP. Awesome. I am at Wenatchee Seattle Sports Fan, which is W-E-N-S-E-A Sports Fan. Anything else? <laughs> Let's do some game picks. Okay, Brian. Game predictions. Let's do it. Yikes. So Seahawks, Cardinals from Arizona. Um, I'm, I got destroyed last week for picking Dallas to win. I'm so sorry. I was wrong and so wrong. And I was very happy to be wrong. But this week, I will stay with my team. I will pick the Seahawks to win. It will be closer than we want it to be. And it will be 24-20. Mark it. How's Dallas going to do? I'm going to say, and my score prediction last week was way off. So off. So off. Off the chart. Was not correct. I'm going to say Dallas will go into Philly and finish on a high note. Nine and seven. I'm going to say, let's go with 21-17 Dallas. Ooh, 21-17. 21-17 to close out 2017 in week 17. I agree with you, too. I think that Dallas pulls that off. Do my Seahawks win? Seattle will win. Ooh. Carolina will not win, and oh. Seattle will not make the playoffs. So you want to, you like... Make it just You want to be nice, but then and then hurt me at the same time. Correct. You're a jerk, but I still like you. <laughs> All right, everybody... Have a safe new year, a happy new year. I'm gonna have I'm probably gonna be asleep by the time midnight rolls around. Same. Same. Yeah. We're old. But happy new year, everybody. Thanks for listening. We go. See you next year. Yeah.